Testing, one, two, three, testing. Hello? Is anyone out there? Is anyone out there? I'm looking for anyone. Anyone? Please, anyone, respond. Help needed. Can anybody hear me? Help needed. If you can hear, please respond. Please respond. Welcome to HeroClix Borderlands. I'm your host, Shay McClure. You can find me on HC Realms at Colossus TN or email me at lostinclicks at gmail.com. This podcast is dedicated to the competitive and casual player, the people who like to go between both environments and struggle to find venues to play at. Uh, this is a podcast based upon my own experiences, my own insights, and me reaching out to just kind of grow the game of HeroClix, the game that I love. And in this episode, this is episode eight. Yes, we have hit the big zero zero eight. Uh, and on this episode, we have several things to go over. I am, as most of you know, getting ready for my first WKO WizKids Open, the winter one. I am heading down to Casey, South Carolina tomorrow. Uh, today, I'm recording on Thursday. Tomorrow, Friday, I'll be driving down. And the action actually begins on Saturday. So I wanted to take a moment, just kind of go over what's been going on for the last week and what, I, what I've been doing. Haven't been able to play any uh, this past weekend. I went to a marriage conference with my wife. It was a great uh, conference, had a lot of fun, but it really took up my entire weekend. I didn't spend a lot of time doing anything. Um, read a couple of uh, blogs, read uh, watched a couple of videos about Heroclix. Really kind of disconnected from the Heroclix about playing and all that. Actually missed a tournament at my local venue, so I hated doing that. So in in the meantime, what I did is I sat around tweaking with my team because that's what I do. I'm never satisfied. I'm always looking for an edge, and sometimes that's to my detriment. So yeah, I went. One tweak I made is I took out Black Panther. Now thinking over with the teams that are kind of coming up and all that, I thought the card with more versatility, which is a Batman ID card, gives the exact same inspirational bonuses. However, it also allows me to bring in Trinity War Batman, which then, with his versatility of being able to pick a power, perplex, outwit, and prob as soon as he comes in, is huge, I think. 11 attack, he's got a short dial, he's a little squishy. He could cost me some points because if some opponent comes in and wipes him out, then I'm in trouble. I'm already down 85 points. He also is a little bit different than Civil War Captain America, I mean, Civil War Black Panther, and the fact that Mixie can't call him in. But then I thought, Mixie will never be calling people in. His job is to go out there and kind of lock people down. Uh, my only other decision I'm still trying to make on the team, and I'll go ahead and tell you, I, that decision is probably not going to be made till, uh probably that night, is I've been looking at Overdrive over Frogman. Man, I mean, Frogman gives me a lot of options. I think he can taxi up uh, Mixie pretty well. However, Overdrive does give me a little bit more mobility. Uh, allows me to get my pogs up in place as uh, Symbio, you know, recommended. Also, just listening to the T3 guys, I have been exploring the Pandora's box. Maybe trying to look to get away from the teleporter. So that is um, really where I'm kind of looking at. Uh, one problem I have with Pandora's box is I only have five sins. I don't have all seven. Uh, I've never played it before. Teleporter, I'm kind of used to. I think it goes well with that Devil Dinosaur team. Um, however, they made some really great points about the Teleporter. I mean, where's my damage going to come from? 
So, and you can listen to episode 30 in which they kind of talk about my team. Uh, what's What it's going to come down to, and I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you, is I need to find something I'm very confident in. When I sit down at the table, I think I can play and go take out another team. I think that's a requirement of any team you take to a competitive environment. Sometimes it's not just that it's an awesome team. It's that you have confidence in the team. You know how to drive it. You know how to work it. And that can make the biggest difference in the world. Uh, I'm feeling kind of not confident, nervous, because I've not played with my team in about two weeks. I mean, I kind of remember it. So really kind of looking at that. So my week's been doing that. Um, even though I didn't have any gaming, I did watch some videos. I've been watching the T3 meta mechanics. And of course, <laughs> I don't know about you all, but I cannot stop watching the Deadpool unboxing videos. And I'm going to go over that a little bit later. I am I am stoked. I, I can't even talk about how stoked I am for this new set coming out, Deadpool and the X-Force. I mean, that's going to be amazing. I think as a casual and a competitive player, I think that's going to be amazing. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I think it should mix some stuff at your venues, but I'm going into some other stuff uh, that I want to talk about later. Uh, also talking about what I've thought about this past week, I have broke down and bought some pieces on eBay. I just could not wait. I know it, I hate buying pieces on eBay. I'd rather collect. I, collector mentality in me is why spend $30 when I go buy a case or something like that. But um, really just kind of looking at the set and deciding that uh, do I want to go get these pieces or do I want to go try and pull them? And the two pieces I went out and bought, reasonable price. I enjoyed it. Uh, another reason I went ahead and bought them, is that while they're not going to be part of this team, they could help me design teams later, and I think they're going to stay in competitive play for at least another year, at least until next rotation at Origins. So if they, I can get another year of WKOs out and this year's Origins, then I, I want the piece, I, I'm going to go after it. So that's what I did. The um, piece I'm talking about, the two pieces, I bought two. First one is Green Light out of... Um, let me see, that was out of the Red Sun. Uh, so that gives me, how many Red Sun pieces? No, two pe Red Sun pieces. I have Red Sun Superman, out of Superman Wonder Woman. And now I have Green Light, which Green Light's special power to give toughness and flight ability to anything below 40, I think is huge. He also has a special barrier power that can pretty much lock down a character even outdoors. So really kind of looking at that. Um, and I'm, maybe, you know, it'll be a challenge out to design around him. He was reasonable. I'm not going to say a lot. And I don't want to mention it because if my wife's listening to this podcast, which she does ever so often, she she will go, why are you spending money on that? So it, it is one of those things that y'all understand. You know, you have a wife, you kind of balancing the budget and doing all that and came across a little extra money and, you know, I decided to go buy it. Uh, the other purchase, and I didn't think I'd go for it until I just, I kind of reviewed the figure with you all. I talked about it. But the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Wave 3, I just had to go get that super rare Leo. Uh, he was about $30 on eBay, but I think it's well worth it. Some of y'all going, I can't believe you spent $30. And I, I'm like, I don't know that I want many more of the pieces in that entire TMNT 3 set. I might, but I know I want him. I think his special trait, which, I, let me pull his card out. I got him today. Got him today. It was amazing. They got it. They said it's going to be here tomorrow. I got him today. And when I bought him, I actually looked at putting him on a team as a backup team, and I just couldn't get it to work. Uh, I thought about it, and I just not confident in running him, so I just kind of did away with it. But um, his, uh, where is that trait? When an opposing character would be equipped or begins the game equipped, you and that character's controller each roll 2d6 that can't be re-rolled. If your result is higher, remove that equipment from the game. I mean, that's huge. The ability to just poof, done. And I, what I was wondering too is like with the entities, I thought I read, and it's something to kind of research more, is that if you win that role, then you score that entity. Well, when I say possessor, I'm going back to a, a set back in the War of Light days. But yeah, so the possessor like Eclipso, being able to knock Eclipso off. And if you get a score of those points, that's amazing. Knock Proteus off. Especially with those Morlock Proteuses, I think we'll start seeing more of. So uh, I just had to get them. Went out, bought them. Got in, it looks great. Sculpt looks great. Um, Spacesuit uh, Turtle, 
pretty cool. And we'll see if I can put them on a team. I like a zero G thing. And also like that he's a walker that can be carried. But he can use the flight ability. That's an interesting. I'm pretty sure it's ruled that he can still be carried since he has the foot symbol. But he also can fly. Hmm. Very interesting. Love that kind of combo. Uh, 75 points. Well good. And... I'll go over his keywords, which I think, and maybe y'all agree with me, but with the new Deadpool coming out, those keywords are going to be amazing. I've just got to say that. Um, sorry, I am. This sounds like this podcast is off off the rails right now. I'm just so excited. The closer it gets to the weekend, I was nervous beginning the week, really struggling. But now, the closer it gets, I am just getting pumped to go play some clicks, go meet some people, and just go have some fun. Um, well, here's the other things I had to do. I don't know if I told y'all, but I was playing a game with, uh, Mix, Mixie just the other day, and that is Mr. Mixleplick. I think that's what you say it. My little Mr. Mixleplick figure, I had broken him off his base, so I got him, I got him, uh, kind of, uh, fixed. Unfortunately, there's this yellow glob coming out of his backside, down the base a little bit, and it curls out. I'm like, oh my goodness. I hadn't had time to knock that off, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, so we'll see how all that all that kind of uh, goes. Uh, the um, Just got that fixed, so that's pretty good. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know about you all, but in a casual game, I usually just run what I, what I, what I come up with because, you know, it's at your local venue, it's kind of casual. And yes, I'm changing topics, kind of pinging around everywhere. But it's kind of fun. You know, I just come up with a team. I go, I show up, I enjoy it. It could be a good team, it could be a bad team. But at these competitive events, and this is something that kind of comes about with uh, me at competitive events. I don't know about with you all with the competitive events. But the not being satisfied with the team. So... I have some major worries with my current team I've put together, and I want to thank um, Sneaky Brick. He worked with me a lot to get this team put together. I think it's a solid team. Uh, I think I can run it very well. It's, where's my confidence level with this team with what I think is going to be at the WizKids Open? So just to be honest with you all, I have actually built a backup team, and I made it a box team. Now... The issues I I have is that I had never played Pandora's Box. I pulled it out. I started looking at it. I said, oh, wow. I can see why everybody's playing it. And I'm kind of glad it's going to be rotated out soon. But it's amazing because it can give some very specific powers. You can control its dial a little bit better than Teleporter. Um, it's a little bit more aggressive. It can get into play a lot quicker than Teleporter since I'm using a Teleporter really to get it to the number two or number three option where number two allows me to use any power. All my characters use any any inspiration that I choose as long as I don't use, choose it twice in a row to use the inspiration, all to use a inspiration. I'm really pushing to get my teleporter to that, to spin it or spin it up to where it gets three where I can bring in everybody that's left on the teleporter for free. Well, not for free. I have to give an action token, but they can come in and they become real boys until they're damaged. So... That takes a while. And so my team is kind of the, my current WKO team's built for that slow progression to where I can get to that thing. So I'm going to be giving up a lot of points. So then I put together what I felt like, let me put together what I'm maybe an aggressive team. Now, here's one thing. I'm This team I put together is kind of based upon how everything's kind of um, coming about, like how the other WKO is going. So part of me is like, I'm I'm very happy that I've waited this late to go to a WKO with over half of them being played in the U.S. Way over half, I think. I think there's 16 in the U.S. and I think 10 have been played. So I'm like, okay, I've got a lot of information. However, that information is also making me look at how I could adjust a team. And I have no idea. I mean, that's one thing you got to realize. What might be popular in a different area could be different in where, where I'm going to. And it's all about availability of figures. One figure that keeps popping up is Jakeem Thunder. I'm, I mean, I'll go over here in a little bit, but he keeps popping up. So the backup team I, I pulled together was, actually, I don't own a Jakeem Thunder. 
And so I went to, believe it or not, Johnny Thunder. Uh, lesser, he's not as uh, aggressive as Jakeem. He's got some interesting powers. I think Jakeem's a better piece at 140 to Johnny's 125, but Jakeem's a super rare prime that's really hard to pull. And Johnny Thunder is just a super rare. It's kind of done with him. So really looking down to how could I put a team together to kind of maximize uh, Johnny. And what I put together was a theme team. Now, what's great about that is that theme team, it's not a name theme team, meaning that it's not like a very specific one, but it's a generic theme team, which won't give me any extra prob, which I don't think I might need. However, it gives me a shot of winning map roll. It gives me plus five to map roll and map roll and going first. So I'm seriously considering it, especially with Pandora's box. Uh, I think Pandora's box works really well with Johnny Thunder and Jakeem Thunder because of their ability to pick up power. Now, Johnny's is a little weird in that you have to roll to see if he can pick a power or if you roll really well, he gets a plus one to all his stats and pick a power. But to kind of uh, do a little shenanigans, as as some Heroclixers I know say, I am actually creating a soldier team. And at one point, this was uh the old guys team the old school team and i'll tell you why i mean all these guys were born if you look at when their comic book birthdays were they were back in before the 50s and I, i'm gonna tell you who i have i have a let me pull them up i have them sitting on the t- uh dining room table here and it's johnny thunder um cool looking sculpt uh still kind of understanding him uh jarvis Yes, I got Jarvis on there. I'll tell you why in a second. He shares a soldier keyword. I've got General Lane. That's pretty cool. And I've got the Captain America from Age of Ultron. I guess movie starter. It's the it's the Captain America that I'm running at fifty points. And if he makes he can be give a person who shares a keyword with him a move action for half of their speed value for for free. So I'm thinking, wow, he could move some of my pieces up, give me a little bit more mobility, especially with Johnny Thunder being able to pick up power. Uh, General Lane is there for enhancement and leadership, and he can take, it doesn't matter, he's considered the highest point. He's considered the highest point piece for leadership uh, as long as he shares a keyword with him. So he's going to be able to take tokens off Johnny Thunder, which is huge, I think. Also, Captain America and Jarvis can team together, and therefore Jarvis has a dual purpose. Number one, if you don't outwit his defensive power, which you know most people probably will, but if you're going after Jarvis, then you're doing what I want. So Jarvis brings a, two or three things to my to this team in the fact that Jarvis, number one, if you don't outwit his defensive power, then Captain America. Um, since if you keep him next to Jarvis, then the most damage you can do to Jarvis is one in a turn. Okay, as long as Jarvis is beside an Avenger, all he can take is one damage. And Jarvis is going to be key, too, because he has Perplex. Now, remember I told you in the last po- podcast, I realized, you know, old school, pop. You need probability, outwit, and Perplex. Well, he gives me that Perplex. He automatically brings in Perplex. Um, Captain America... Gives me another leadership that um, if you... He can roll for leadership, I'm pretty sure. Let me pull his card up. When I say pull it up, it's sitting right here in front of me. Okay, he has to do a power action to do that move. No, he doesn't have leadership. But, I mean, the the move action, he's got charge, 17 defense with combat reflexes, and precision strike with two damage. Not great damage, but he'll work. Um... I got the perplex. I also am adding Adam onto that team, which I think will uh, kind of enhance the team. I'm also packing three ID cards, which Jarvis gives me for free, and they are the Flash, the 35.1 from Joker's Wild, and really that's so that anyone the others other than Johnny Thunder can call somebody in to do a little bit of damage and kind of 
ping around and move some stuff around. I also have a level 7 ID card, which Johnny Thunder will have to call in, which if I'm removing tokens with General Lane, maybe I can keep some stuff off. That's going to be key. I have to look up when you're supposed to do leadership. Hopefully, I can choose. I can do it before I decide to do an ID call-in, so that would be a nice little surprise if I can get General Lane to hit. Um, also, I have... What was my other one? I think I was going to pack... With him being 125, uh, I had Nick Fury, I had Flash, and I had another card I was going to do. Maybe Trinity War Batman again. I was thinking about it. Trinity War Batman. I was going to pull one of the other ID cards. I currently have my teleporter. Bring them in. And I have it written down on my... Let me pull it up. It should be saved in AC Realms on the unit section. Pulled it up the other day, working on it. Of course not. Of course not. Uh, let me see. Uh, I've got it written down. I'm sorry I don't have it right now, but yeah, so that's the kind of secondary team. Also, I had two points left over, and I thought about All-Star Squadron put on Johnny Thunder, but nah. I mean, he has to be twice as much. A figure has to be twice as much as uh, as Johnny in order to get a plus one. And for you all that don't know what All-Star Squadron is, if Johnny Thunder has the keyword All-Star Squadron. I can give him an alternate team ability of All-Star Squadron, and he can uh, get a plus one every time, anytime he makes a close combat attack against a figure that's twice his point value. Unfortunately, at him at 125, I don't expect to face many 250. So instead, what I did is I put on a, a, a pin particles, which will cost me one of my objects, but I also thought, well, I wonder if that would be pretty cool to give pin particles to General Lane to turn him into a tiny, and then that allows Johnny Thunder to carry him around for the enhancement without having to lose movement points. So that's one of my thoughts I had. So I think that'd be pretty cool. I'm not going to use General Lane to block line of fire, so he, he does have the PD team ability, the PD team ability also allows me to lower some defense, and that'd be pretty cool. If I can lower some defense on some people, it makes it easier for Johnny to hit. Don't have a lot of range. I think my movement goes up. Uh, my first big test is going to be tonight. Okay, this, this, is how great, this is how great I'm doing. Now, just pay attention. Um, I'll be running this team versus my team, me playing myself. So that'll be interesting on how that goes. So... That right there is kind of the week, and I kind of went over my thought process coming up. And that should segue us right into um, uh, the topic today. How do you prepare for these ultra-competitive events where you have to go a little distance to go? So how do you prepare? And I am not an expert on it. I can tell you how I'm doing it. I'd love to hear how you all do it. I'd also love to hear what you think about those teams, anything like that. But really, let's... I want to talk about a little bit how, how I'm preparing for the WizKids Open. Uh, so, first thing is get pumped. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, you've got to, I, I think to take that long of a drive to go there, you've got to be just excited about going. Be excited about showing up. I know people say you need to stay focused, you need to stay, enjoy the environment. I tell my basketball players all the time, you know, at some point in a game, I know you're competitive, I know you want to win, but you have to just sit back and enjoy the moment. And I'm just going down there. I'm just going to enjoy the moment. Now, I don't know about you all, but I have a wife. And we're talking about Casey, South Carolina, which is about three and a half hours away. Um, my wife, you have a family. And what you're trying to do is just kind of, you know, balance family and hero clicks. And this is a major commitment for me. And my wife wanted to kind of just support me in it. So, what um, what she's uh, agreed to do is that we are actually both going down together. And we're going to drive down the night before. So, tomorrow I leave. We got a hotel. Got a nice hotel. I mean, my wife's going. Got to be a nice hotel. Um, actually, it had to be a suite because she has some food allergies. And we have to take some food. So, this has a kitchen. And we're going down there. We're going to go down there early. I'm going to be there Friday. Uh, hotels are reserved, got that taken care of. Uh, we'll go there, show up, and then that morning I can get up, 
and arrive at the venue by 10. The event starts at 11. I am getting there at least by 10. Probably knowing my neurosis, wanting to be there, being excited, probably 930. Because I have some people I used to game with should be showing up down there too. So I'd love to run into them and talk to them. Um, I have my team sealed and ready. I've already done that. I, I, even the new team, I have them put together. I have a box I'm going to keep them in. I'm not going to try and take too many clicks. I'm going to narrow myself down to these two teams. They're both going. I'm That morning, I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to say, yeah, which one do I feel best with? I'm going to take it. I'm not going to take the other one because I think that will cause me some angst on what I should do or not. Um, I've printed my tournament sheets. I always recommend this. I've printed my tournament sheets. I'm going to fill them out tonight. I'm going to make sure I'm have filled out correctly. I'm going to do it for both teams. Uh, why? Because I think that's a huge, that can get, get to you. I want it all done, ready to go. It's the official WizKids one. I'm going to have it all, make sure it's all legal. And that way that worries out of it. And when I get there, I can show it to the judge, make sure it's okay. I can get it turned in. I don't worry about anything. And, and talking about being prepared, I've already paid for my mission. I know some people have been talking about how they were, um, they went and they were denied because they had a cap on it. Um, I've just taken care of it. I went ahead and prepaid. I knew I was going. I knew what I wanted to play. I prepaid. I'm already registered. I'm going to show up, and I'm going to be ready to go. Why? Because I don't want that stress. I don't want the stress of, hey, I need to get right all this down. I need to make sure my team's all put together. I, I, I say that's taken care up front, so when you get there, you can just enjoy. You need to relax. You need to be in your game mode almost immediately. So I've got that done. I've selected my maps. I'm looking at another map that I just heard on a podcast, two clicks from KO. I don't think I own it, and if I don't own it, oh uh, well. Would have been a great map. I can look to see if it might be at my local venue and see if I can get it. That's always another one. Call friends, call local venue. Do you have this map? Can I borrow it? Going to this WKO, I really need it. Um, I'm also checking the threads, going over what's winning and not, and I am reviewing almost daily the figures. Uh, trying to really see their dials, kind of memorize their dials, know what's going on. And as a lot of people say you don't have to memorize dials anymore, I think you do. I think dial management is key in this game. Uh, games I've done well at, I understand the dial, the character I'm facing, and I'll manage the dial. WizKids have been very good about having some dead spots in dials or dials in which there's less dangerous, and you've got to manage the dial. Um, so... I'm kind of going over those. I'm trying to remember my rule of five. I'm starting to find that five damage is key for a lot of figures, especially at the meta level. Uh, I think Faust dies after five damage, if I'm not mistaken. Let me pull them up right quick. I think five pretty much kills them. So that becomes a important number to remember. Kills Faust. Yep, one, two, three, four, five. Kills Faust. Uh, Shuma goes to a bad click on the five. Uh, Bizarro Green Arrow, which I'm seeing a lot of. Pull him up. Bizarro Green Arrow. If you can do five straight through him, you'll stop on his first stop click, which is huge. Get to there. So you need to do a five straight, or if you just do five, one, two, three, puts him on his last toughness click. If if he reduces it by two, uh, who's the other one? I'm trying to think of another one that's showing up. Like, like I think Mixie. I know I say I have Mixie. Let me pull him up. Where are you, Mixie? Um. And if I could spell it. There he is. Mr. Mixelplick. Yeah, five kills him. So five's a key number on some figures you could be seeing. So I'm really trying to focus in, okay, five damage. Can I do five damage with something? So that's that's kind of my thought process. Also, I'm trying to work out I am Probably when I get down there to Casey, South Carolina, I'm probably going to go to grocery store. I'm going to buy me some snacks. I'm going to have worked out my eating plan. Tournament starts at 11. I assume it's going to be three to four rounds, might be more. Um, you're not going to take a break, probably. And so you have to manage any hunger issues. You don't want to be hungry. You don't want to be 
losing focus, especially later, where your later matches kind of kind of matter. So uh, really looking at an eating plan. I'm going to have a plan, solid. I'm going to have snacks. I'm going to be ready for it. I'm going to keep, uh, I'm going to try not eat too heavy so I can stay alert. And, you know, after the, after it, I'll eat. Uh, my wife is really great. I mean, she's very supportive. Uh, been very lucky. She wants to go down there with me. She has a class she has to do online. She's going to be in the hotel all day. Uh, on the way back and on the way down, we're going to do some stuff. Uh, well, not on the way down, but on the way back. Stopping at her favorite restaurant. And so I have a whole day where she's supporting me by going down there and making it nice and comfortable. And that while she's doing this in the hotel room, and she's really let me just play Heroclix. And go, and I, you know, I, I, I really try to kind of do stuff for her too. You know, if we're going down there, we're going to do a couple of things that she wants to do. You know, and it's it's good that, that you get that support from your wife. If for you when they're married, you you understand what I'm saying. I mean, you're trying to balance, and it's a big deal to me. And I really want to go do it. So balancing it, like uh, understanding, you know, I won't be gone all this day, but you know what? I need to put some more time back in. So that I think that's going to be key this weekend. I have to realize that. You know, if I lose, you know, let it go. Me and my wife. I mean, if I want to be able to go do more stuff like this, it can't be a miserable experience for both of us. So, I think just kind of uh, going down there being ready for it and if it's, you're all there married whose families love going to these events and you know like supporting you in them that's great I, I did not want to drive down that morning having to leave here about six o'clock to get down there by nine nine thirty and then have to drive back after that i mean i'm just glad she's going with me and we can go spend the night and just kind of have a nice relaxing down and back um i'm also you know, I'm doing an eating plan, but I'm also starting a journal, trying to journal strategies on how I'm going to handle certain figures or how to handle certain situations. I think that's important. How are we going to do this? And I, I mean, later on when I play this other game, I've been sitting around here looking at the map I want to use, I'd like to use, but I have been going over uh, first turn sequence. What am I going to do my first turn? Are there some actions I need to do, especially with the Pandora's box team? Who's the first one I'll move out? What's the first thing I'm going to give? Where am I going to place objects? I think that's huge to hear quicks. I, I allow kids. I'm part of a chess club that I run for the kids. And opening moves in chess are just like opening moves in hero clicks. There's some standard things you need to do to get out of the way to set up what you're trying to do. I think it's just not a random moving figures out. You're, you've got to move out with a purpose. So I'm really looking at what are my opening sequence moves. Let me get those down so that games i know how to open sequence they have two or three opening sequence moves we even do it in basketball you have an opening sequence move for to initiate your offense then from that you flow from it so i think it's just good strategy to just kind of practice some opening sequence moves to kind of make your team better and you know journal my strategies for coming figures you know and you know what keep my focus for the weekend right now getting ready for this i'm just going to try to focus on go out and compete and enjoy the experience. Um, some people say, what, what if you lose the first two rounds? Are you going to stay for the third round? Or are you going to jump into Battle Royales? I'm going to have to make that decision when it comes to it. I hope I don't lose the first two rounds. I'd love to win the first two rounds. But I still regret back at Origin. I think y'all knew when I said it before. I still regret not playing uh, in the Nationals all the way. I mean, not the National, but the World Championship qualifiers all the way out, even after I lost one. I I need practice. I need to play games against high competitive players. I'm not going there to compete in battle royales. My my ultimate aim, and I think this is important when you go there, you need to have a purpose when you go to one of these big competitive events. Why are you going? Stick to your purpose. My purpose is to get experience. I want to be able to play at a higher level. I don't want to, maybe that's a bad dream that I'm not wanting to put in the commitment to a competitive level but i want to give myself the opportunity to play at a competitive level and, and in my brain i'm still a casual player but i want to to put my toe in that water i want to learn how to compete at a higher level i want to uh just keep working on just getting better so um my experience is going to be unique and next week i'll be sharing that with you like what did i do how did it go but I'd love to hear your experiences at WKOs. If you went to WKO, I'd love for you to tell me about it. Uh, if you've been to one before, I'd love to hear about it. You can email me on that. That's lostinclicks at gmail.com. That's L-O-S-T-I-N-C-L-I-X at gmail.com. Uh, love to hear from you. Love to find out 
how yours went, what you did to prepare for it, just just email me. Let me know. I, I, I love to learn. I love to share it. Uh, love to even talk to some of y'all. If y'all did really well, if you're out there listening, you did really great, you know, email me. I'd love to interview you. I'd love to kind of work that out so we can hear how you did it and just get encouragement from how you put it all together. Um, so, okay, that's all the competitive stuff. That's that meta stuff. And I'm going to tell you, as much as I love competition, I do miss and love my casual. I love my figures. I love unboxing. Uh, you know, it's like Christmas time. And as much as I enjoy competing and feeling, figuring out if I can compete against some of the best players in the world, I also love just being a fanboy and just enjoying Heroclix. And, you know, that should lead us into our next little bit. Our, it's just me here in my dining at my dining room table trying to tape this podcast episode. So one thing I'm really excited about is Deadpool. So we're gonna go on to the review section. Deadpool. Oh my gosh, I have been watching those videos and it is amazing, amazing. The figures are coming out with it's crazy. It's what I knew would happen with Deadpool. Deadpool. It's just gonna be fun. It's gonna be some randomness. It's going to be, I think, a shake-up in everything. Casual to meta, I think this set could really throw some stuff around. Uh, one thing that's jumping out to me, and I'm just kind of looking at animal keyword, getting strong. You better believe it. There's going to be some animal keywords that are going to start making a splash, not only at your venue, which I think are very viable, but I think at the meta competitive play, I actually believe that there will be a highly competitive animal team at Origins. I would not be surprised. That thematic ability to get into theme and start winning some uh, map rolls. And remember what I told you. I love this super rare Leo. And I'm going to tell you why. I believe equipment's going to become bigger. That's the newest resource. I think equipment's going to be the newest resource. And Leo's going to be able to take it out for free, really. I don't think that, that special traits cost it into them correctly. That is a cheap ability to get people who spend stuff to get equipment on their characters. 25 points to get a Brainiac or 25 points to get a Eclipse or 35 to get a Proteus and they lose at the beginning of the game, they're 35 points down to you, whether or not you score it or not. If you score it, then not only do they start with a team that has less points than you, but you have points up on them anyway. Your ability to take stuff away from people when just being able to roll is huge. So um, really, I just think... uh, Animal keyword is going to be cool. Um, Colossus. Oh, okay. Saw that Colossus sculpt. Oh, my gosh. I want it. I want it. want it. I'm a huge Colossus fan. You can tell by my user ID on HC Realms. I love Colossus. Uh, I don't know if I ever told you all the first box I ever opened. Uh, I was working at the place. I went and bought his a, a Universe box, one of those small ones. And... I said, I want a Colossus. And the first figure I pulled was a Colossus. That was all right. I love that. I love Colossus. I've always liked him. I like that strong, stalwart figure. Huge strength. You know, the metal. Him and Spider-Man, my two two top dogs. I love both figures. And Colossus, I, I love the sculpt. I won't call that my best, my favorite Colossus sculpt. My favorite is from, I believe it was Giant Size X-Men where he was beside the head of the sentinel loved that skull loved it loved it this one's right up there dynamic unfortunate to see in the scott porter video that his was broken easily fixed with glue just make sure it doesn't run out away from it but really excited about colossus uh his doll i don't know i'm just gonna be honest when are they gonna make a great colossus and maybe it's just the character's not that powerful but, oh, in my heart, I just want a Colossus that can just compete to show people he's one of the toughest, strongest, best ones. And, I mean, I, all the Colossus, the, the one at Uncanny X-Men, great low point figure. I don't like the damage output, and I want Colossus to stick around. Uh, this Colossus, uh, he has two two point values. Um, I think the low point would be the best because it, even though it's shorter doll and le- but less points, man, he can bring a lot of damage. And... I don't know. I'd love to hear what y'all think about the Colossus. I'm going to review them next week. There's two figures I'm going to review next week. I'm kind of holding off on Colossus because I'm, just to be honest, I'm, I'm still trying to process it. It's a figure I want so bad, and this is why I'm a collector. I'm not going to buy it. I want to pull them. 
right, let's just go. And we all want to pull those figures. We don't. We want to be able to go look what I got. I pulled my figure. We don't want to. I bought this off eBay. That's not as much fun as telling your friends. So I want to pull them. I just want to go out there and find it in the box. You know, I I will never be that player who can get away from buying a brick or buying several boosters of a set and trying to pull stuff. I'm too much of me loves that pulling part. I'm not going to be able to be that professional hero clicks player who just goes and buys the pieces he wants. Like those professional magic players that just bought the cards they wanted. So, uh, Oh, well, that's the way it kind of goes. Um, Anyway, so let's look at the figures I do want to review. I have two figures I want to review. Kind of go over with y'all. I thought they were huge figures. Uh, really, for everybody out there, for you collectors and all that, people who love to open up the cases, I think there's these two figures actually offer a chance for easily available figures to kind of make an impact, I think, at the competitive level. Allowing you to, instead of being these rare, rare pieces that are these meta breakers, I think there's a couple pieces on here, like uh, number 14. Yes, I said number 14 in the set. Down in the commons, you have Cable at 120 points. Cable, get this, seven range. He's 120 points. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven clicks. Not great, but not bad. He has the X-Force team ability that says he can use stealth. He does have Indomitable. Uh, he is not a flyer. He starts with 10 movement, 11 attack, 17 defense, with a special power on defense and movement. Uh, he has Psychic Blast on his attack power, and he's got 4 damage with Prob. Okay, right there. He's got Prob, he's got 4 damage, he's got Psychic Blast, a lot of stuff going for him. So let's look at his special power that he keeps for one click. He can use phasing teleport, and when he does, it moves five squares or less. So basically, phasing teleport running shot. After actions revol- resolve, he can make a closer range attack. So let me re- change that. He can phase five squares and either hit you up close or go for a range. Now, he has that three times in his dial. On click one, on click four, and on his last click. He has the ability to do that. Make a closer range attack. Uh, I don't know why you make a close attack, but I can imagine him being able to pop around the WizKids office map, popping into rooms five squares away. I've got it right here in front of me because I was going to play on it. I mean, none of the rooms are more than five squares away. Doesn't matter about blocking train. That is big. Now, on his special power on defense, he can use invulnerability. When he has less than two action tokens, he can use energy shield deflection. Hmm. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he can be outwitted, but he has still, so that's going to be depending on how the set goes. Uh, with some current retirements in modern, that's going to be huge. I think uh, you're going to see less uh, outwit, being able to see through outwit and stuff like that. Be able to see through hindering to do outwit. So we'll see how he kind of... Uh, survives here but i think he could be really good and he has his his special movement he has a special traded movement that he can move through hindering so i don't know i think he's gonna be good uh kind of an old school design in that he falls off attack wise and damage wise as you go down his dial front loaded he is front loaded you want to keep him on his top clicks but i think he's gonna make it he's gonna make a uh, splash i th- i think it's just me personally. I think you can make him kind of work. And he has the New Mutants, six-pack, X-Force, X-Men, Armor, Future, and Soldier. Uh, I think I think he's going to be annoying. I think he, at 120 points, he can bring some pain. Uh, I like him. I, I'd love to build some teams around him and see how that kind of goes. The... Um, so, uh, you know what? I, let's just wait and see on that. My one thing would be where his dial is front-loaded. You're just going to have to be careful with him. He's going to have to be an alpha strike. He's going to have to cripple another team. Uh, but he could really take down some bigger killers. And that four damage, you put a couple enhancements with him, that's all of a sudden up to six. Yeah, he could do it. He could he could do something right through some stuff. Uh, 
Invincible will slow him down because I think Invincible would still reduce his damage in half because Psychic Blast, it doesn't work against Invincible. So that would be the only thing Invincible could slow him down. Now the other figure I'm talking about that I wanted to review is none other than everybody can't wait to have one. I'm trying to find out where she's at. Where is she? I'm 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 in HC Realms on the forum where they're listing the dials and giving them to you. It's number thirty nine. I think that's the rares. But you know what? Not that hard to get. Most cases should have one. Thirty nine is Squirrel Girl. Yes, Squirrel Girl. I, I know. I I look at her and what I say. She's animal keyword. She's only eighty five points. She also has Avengers and Great Lakes Avengers. As her keyword, she has a one, two, three, four, five, six click dial. She has exploit weakness, eight uh, movement with charge, and she's she's got foot eleven attack with um in eleven attack value, seventeen defense with toughness, and three damage with exploit weakness. Now, what do I like about her? Uh, she can go through elevated t- train, no problem. Uh, her dial is pretty good. Her defensive powers go 17, 17, 17, 16, 15, 15. Nothing great. Her movement is 8, 8, 7, 7, 7, 7. Limited. And her attack values are 11, 10, 9, 9, 10, 9. And the only other power she's got is incapacitate on her two middle clicks. On clicks 3 and 4. However, she has a lot of uh, traits. One trait is give Squirrel Girl a free action when she has one action token and place a Squirrel Bystander adjacent. The Squirrel Bystander is a 7 movement, 8 attack, 16 defense, pretty naked, um, 7 movement is leap climb, and she has they have 1 damage in their tiny size. However, their actions do not count against your action total. Now, once per game, this is another trait, give Squirrel Girl a power action, so you can power action. If there are 3 adjacent Squirrel Bystanders, remove them from the game. When you do, modify Squirrel Girl's combat values by plus one for the rest of the game so she has the ability to up all of those stats i just gave you by one for the entire game just by putting these squirrels out and then then starting to absorb them uh now the last thing last trait is finding squirrel man give squirrel girl a free action if there are six squirrel bystanders on the map replace them with a squirrel man by centering one of their squares now uh I, I was watching married with clicks during their unboxing he had figured up within turn let me see uh when first turn you give squirrel girl a power action is that it now move her and then you get to place a squirrel on it and then the very next start of the next turn, you can place another squirrel. And you clear her. And then you move her again, and she can place another squirrel. So in three turns, she can have three squirrels out. And you can continue to do that until you get six out. And the squirrel man is really an impressive pog. His actions don't do not count against your action total, which means that you know he gets to kind of do his thing so if you only have three actions you can do because 300 point game three three non-free actions you can do because of a 300 point game he can go do his and it's not going to count against that three action limit now he has a nine movement 11 attack 18 defense and three damage what makes him impressive is he's normal sized he's got nine movement with charge he has an 11 attack with super strength and he has 18 defense with impervious so for a nothing pog, which takes you a couple, like, oh, well, it'll take you a while to get him out. But when he's out, he's a viable attacker. Very viable. And you can do this as many times as you can get six out. Um, and if you really leave her alone, she can be annoying. You have to go take care of her. So once again, this is a piece that people have to direct firepower at. So if she is not your main attacker, but an attacker that can like and you know, occupy them then she can actually draw forces down that allow you to take them out so i don't know i, I think she's gonna be a great piece she looks fun she's a great sculpt uh this should be cool 
so I, I'd love to put a team together with her and that animal keyword, the low point cost, I think it's going to make a, a, a problem. Now I'm pretty sure you're going to see a squirrel girl team at origins. I think people are going to want to try it. Um, so Deadpool's wrapping up to be what looks like a great set. Um, there was also previewed a headline mechanic, which is the new mechanic they're adding to uh, HeroClix. So, uh, one of the new mechanics, and that's just a way of if characters do something special and they get put tokens, of which are called headline tokens, which then gives them another ability. So, mm-hmm. I'll be talking about that mechanic um, next week. I'm kind of running out of time. And I'm also going to talk about the newest figure which everybody loves is that Deadpool playing Heroclix is a number 60 and we're going to go over what they're calling a title character and we don't know if the title character is just for Deadpool or if we're going to see this mechanic more and more and I'll, I'll, what I want to do is I'm, I want to review it next week because I need to read about it some more and really understand what it's doing and a lot of people are comparing it to a planeswalker and I, I'll kind of research that but would love to hear what your thoughts are or opinions on it do you like it? Is it going to be a powerful addition or just a waste of time? It's just going to be some complicated mechanic that you're just tired of even trying to put together. So um, I'd love to hear from you. Please email me uh, your thoughts on it, and we kind of, we'll kind of we go over it next week. So that that is planned for next week. We can go over a headline mechanic, review the title character, and probably do another figure or two. Uh, I can't wait. I've got my stuff ordered. Can't wait until the 1st of March to get here. I am counting down the days. Um so uh, now we're going to move on to that challenge team I gave for last week. So uh, let's pull it up. Okay, last week's challenge team was a 400-point modern JSA team. Uh, resources were allowed, and I must admit I did actually have a idea for a team when I put it out there, but I just wanted to see how, what y'all thought about it, and I wanted to perfect it before I gave it to y'all. So my 400-point JSA team, and I'll put it out on my blogger website, is Green Arrow, uh, that's Joker's Wild, 008, at 40 points. The Flash, Joker's Wild, 036, at 35 points. Green Lantern, Joker's Wild, 052, at 35 points. Hawkman, at Joker's Wild, 025, 30 points. Zatara, from World's Finest, 048, at 100 points, and Joker's Wild 053A, Johnny Thunder at 125. And then added on to the team to kind of round it out to 400 points is uh, Just League Teleport with uh, the Flash ID card, calling in the WKD16006, the Flash, the Green Arrow ID card with WKD16004, Green Arrow, the Wonder Woman card from Superman and Wonder Woman, 018. It's the 125-point Wonder Woman. Hawkman ID card with the Justice League Trinity War, 038 Hawkman at 115. The Green Lantern ID card with the WKD-16005 Green Lantern at 115 points. And the Superman ID card at 200 points, the World's Finest 049 Superman. My thought behind this is it'd be really cool these JSA teams sitting there fighting a battle and then they're calling in alternate reality versions of them. Now, I realize that Wonder Woman and Superman aren't on the team. They're what I call the top level. They're the pieces that come in and really help finish things off. And we've not had a really good JSA Wonder Woman. I guess I could have put that one. No, I think I did put it in the JSA Wonder Woman from Superman Wonder Woman. I'd have to go back and look, but my thought process, that'd be pretty cool. Calling in alternate reality versions of themselves. And that JSA team just kind of worked. Um, let me see. I have 35 points. 105. 230. 330. 70. Yeah, 400 even. Right on the money. I'd love to hear what kind of JSA team you put together. I think that one would be a fun one to run, especially with a teleporter, probably working it on Zatera or Johnny Thunder. Zatera gives you a lot of options. Johnny Thunder's going to give you a lot of options, and the others are just annoying. They are just annoying. Thought about putting an all-star squadron um, theme team on them, 
Now, these are all theme team. They're all JSA theme team. So that would be a huge bonus to your map roll of one, two, three, four, five, six. So you're going to choose your map. Uh, if For y'all old schoolers, you probably remember the old um, the JSA home base map that used to be with all the statues and all that. That would be fun to run that team on that map. That would be awesome. I think that would just be kind of nostalgic and cool. I'd have to dig it out. I think I still have that map. I think it came on the back of the Origins. Am I wrong in thinking that? The Origins, uh, yeah, for some of you old fogies like me, remembers the, remember the um, old uh, maps. When you bought a case, they'd have the uh, posters with all the figures on it. And then on the back, sometimes they'd have a map. That's awesome. I think I still have it. I have to go up there. I might even have extra copies. Old school rules. That's what I got to say. Uh, one of my favorite maps too. Just crazy. All those statues around there, all the hindering. It's a really cool map. It makes me want to break that stuff out. Uh, so that was my challenge team. Uh, I thought it'd be pretty cool. I'd love to hear what kind of challenge team you came up with. Uh, you can email it to me or let me know, uh, through HC realms. Um, the next challenge, and I think this is a good challenge to go and go and do, um, Really looking at what I call the Sundance Festival Challenge. Some of y'all are going, what are you talking about? Uh, the Sundance Festival Challenge is, to me, is Sundance Festival is a independent movie, kind of like the Oscars. Well, time to do our own independent Heroclix uh, team. So I'm really looking at team, teams just, uh, pieces just from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle set. None of these Marvel or DC. We're talking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Put together 400-point modern team. Why do I think that's important? Because I think there's some pieces out there that are going to be competitive, that can do some things, and I need to force myself to go create some teams. I need to go check out that set. I, I grew up reading some Turtles. I've just not really got into them in Heroclix. Uh, the cartoon versions kind of turned me off. Uh, too much uh, close combat. But I need to go out there and force myself to make some teams with them to see what they can do and kind of expand what I, I know could be coming and, you know, just try something different. There might be some uh, diamonds in the rough out there. There might be some fun teams. I think it's important you just go try that. So that's the next challenge. See, try and put together a 400-point modern TMNT team, all right? I call it the Sundance Festival Challenge. Now, uh, before coming to a close here, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, I just had this idea, and I'd love for uh, people to, call in some of their ideas or talk about scenarios but sometimes um with our local venue is talking about how you just need to mix up what you're playing you know like everybody gets tired of 300 point modern 400 point modern 500 point modern 500 point golden age whatever happens scenarios everybody used to love scenarios and one thing i thought of and y'all can let me know what y'all think of it i thought about a gauntlet uh kind of like reminds me of the who was it who was fighting? Was it Thanos and Grandmaster? I remember that old comic book where they uh, took heroes and they pitted heroes against each other. If anybody remembers that comic book, I'd have to look it up. I'm sorry. I'm not prepared for that one. Just kind of threw this in at the last second. But anyway, that'd be a great scenario. Go to a tournament. Have a three-round tournament. Uh, the requirement is you have 300 points of figures on your team. And you have 300 points in reserve. And during a round, you can't do anything. However, uh, pieces don't heal in between rounds. So when you start your next round, whatever click they were on at the end of the last game, they start on. And any clicks that were knocked out can be replaced from your sideline, from the reserves you have, but they are only can only come in at 300 points. Um, and it's just kind of a survivor gauntlet type series where you're just trying to inflict more and more damage on the other opponent just to weaken them up for the later stages. I don't, I don't know if that'd be fun. I think it sounds like fun. The team would be interesting because you'd have to, uh, if you had a figure you wanted to bring in at a hundred points and you saw one of your figures was going to die at 75 and you had another 25 point figure or 30 point figure you might want to push them to death before your round ended. Just kind of help them. I don't know. Maybe you come to an agreement that each click that survived the round heals two in between the rounds. So that might make it kind of interesting. I just think a Survivor Series kind of challenge might be interesting in that uh, 
changes the teams, changes dynamics. I probably wouldn't let it have any resources. Uh, Running that kind of scenario, immediately the way I'm going to kind of abuse it is I'm going to have a lot of pieces with regen, especially free regen, and support pieces. But you know what? We don't see a lot of support pieces. Night Nurse, great piece. I own it, 20-point figure. But really, is there a lot of teams outside of Marvel Knights teams you're going to put her on? Maybe, maybe not. I don't. Th- I think support's kind of gone away. We don't want to waste the action on healing. Uh, mainly, people target healing characters, so we find different ways to heal. So I don't know. That, that's that's interesting. Just kind of throwing it out there. Um, but that's a neat scenario. I just kind of came up with. I love to hear your all scenarios. I, I think scenarios, new kind of tournament ideas, great way to spice up the casual local venue and. I know they're trying different tournament ideas at um, with WizKids at Origins, and they have all these scenarios. So that'd be interesting how all that plays out. Uh, kind of an homage to, you know, just kind of comic book uh, scenes or manipulation, what, what I call like comic book, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Well, comic book storylines, okay, and creating these comic book storylines. Speaking of which, Scott Porter brought up a Monday night YouTube cast where they do kind of a role-playing slash hero clicks uh, called Indomitable. Yeah, I think that's why it's called Indomitable. And they do, they kind of do scenes from, they try to recreate them with hero clicks. They do scenes from comic books. So, interesting. I don't know if I'll watch it. I'm not a big uh I don't know if I'm into that other than just like different little scenarios, different little quirky things that make you kind of think and build different kind of builds and kind of freshen up the game. But uh, anyway, that's kind of all I had for this week. And I thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Want to uh, Remember, you can email your comments and questions to lostinclicks at gmail.com. That's lostinclicks at gmail.com. I just said it again just like I just said it. What, what am I thinking? Uh it is L-O-S-T-I-N-C-L-I-X at gmail.com. Or you can contact me by going to HC Realms and trying to private message my ID, Colossus TN, and the TN is capitalized. Um, really hope, would you please go out there and rate and review my podcast on iTunes. Uh, it's great to get some kind of feedback, and also it's a great way to promote this program and get others to kind of listen in. I want to shout out to everybody that made that my last episode, 007 episode, which I'm great at thinking about what I should have talked about in the previous episode because that would have been a great episode to have a James Bond theme, but I missed it. Sorry, guys. But I want to shout out to all the um, people who who've started listening. We broke 40 downloads off this past episode, and that's amazing for as little time and a little... Uh, promotion I've been able to do on this podcast to get 40 people actually is at 45 last time I checked to listen to my podcast I really appreciate it. I'm glad to hear that some people are interested want to uh, listen to my own ramblings and thoughts and viewpoint of hero clicks it's just a game I love I want to share with others I want others to get excited about it would love to hear from you all I hope our audience continues to grow but you know what I don't care what I care about is sharing what I know, sharing the love I have for Heroclix. And if you want to listen, I'll be here for you. So if you have any comments, questions, please email me. Uh, go ahead and uh, rate and review us. And thank you all for breaking that 40-person mark. Um, and everybody that's going to be at the Winterweight WKL, I'm probably, I'm just going to be honest, this episode is probably not going to come out until Saturday. Unfortunately, with the way my schedule is, and I'm taping it so late, and I really hate that that happened. I don't know if I can get it out before Saturday, but I'll try and get it posted out there. Uh, everybody's going to be at the WKOs. I uh, would love to hear from you about your thoughts, experiences. How did yours go? I've heard some good and bad reports. I'm not going to get into that drama. You can find it out on on other podcasts. You can see all the drama. But I, I want to talk about my experience next week and like how it went. Was it positive? Was it negative? What made it great? Who did I meet? Also, if I run into you and I'm playing you, you're probably going to notice me. I'm going to have a, a notebook. I'm probably writing down some ideas between uh, rounds. I'm also probably going to ask you if you mind if I 
talk about our uh, game on a, my podcast, and I'll probably write your name down so I remember. Maybe even asking if I can take a picture of your of your team build, just so I'll remember. So when I I love to share my matches and how well it went, whether I win or lose. Uh, I think it'd be fun, great to share, and you know we live vicariously through others. I know I get on YouTube and watch those uh, games that T3 plays and the finals and all that, and I live vicariously through that. Love watching it. Thanks again for listening to Episode 8 of HeroClix Borderlands, prepping for the weekend. And that's what we're doing is prepping for the weekend. Some of us, us only live for our HeroClix on the weekend. I hope that you have a great weekend and that your HeroClix games are fun, casual, and amazing. And if you're playing competitive, I hope all your dice rolls continue to be double sixes. Until next week, I'll talk to y'all later. Goodbye.